welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, this is the episode number 50 of Time to Shine podcast. And I cannot start it without saying thank you to all of you. You really keep me going in this enjoyable journey. And also a big thanks to all our fantastic guests we had. Again, thank you so much. And let's listen to this very special episode I have for you today. For public speaking, the Toastmaster World Championship of public speaking, it's like the Olympic Games. And today I have the pleasure to present you one of the latest champions. Dananjea Hetiarachi is a speaker, corporate trainer, public speaking coach, entrepreneur from Sri Lanka, and especially he is the world champion of public speaking 2014. Hello, Dananjea. Welcome to the show. Hey, Oscar. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure being on your show. I'm looking forward to really uh, spreading some insight and some knowledge on your show. So thank you very much for having me today. Oh, thanks, thanks a lot. I'm sure it'll be a great conversation with you. Could you start telling us a bit more about yourself and your projects? Well, as of now, I am uh, by profession a human resource development consultant. So what I do is I work with a lot of companies in grooming talent to perform mm -hmm. better. So that's what I do as a profession. That's what I've studied throughout my life, and I ha derive a massive amount of pleasure doing that. But by passion, I'm actually a speaker. So I love speaking, and it's my passion. And right now, it looks like I'm doing more speaking than uh, my profession. Mm. So <laughs> my life is divided into two parts. One is helping uh, top talent in companies achieve better results, and the next is spreading the knowledge uh, around the world. Awesome. And... Since when this uh, this passion of public speaking uh, allowed you to to become a speaker? So when at what time in your life that started? Well, you know, it all happened by accident. Just like uh, I say uh, in my speech, you know, I was a very troubled kid when I was young. In my youth, I was uh, misdirected. Mm -hmm. I uh, didn't know where I was going and my dad randomly decided to take me to a Toastmasters club because one of his friends was actually a Toastmaster. So actually when I went to that first Toastmasters meeting, my life changed for two reasons. Number one, it was a forum that I could express my ideas, my ideologies, uh, you know, my philosophy in life to a, a community that was very supportive. And number two, the people that I met there were absolutely amazing. They were mentors to me. They understood me. They didn't judge me too harshly. So that's when I really found a forum to express my ideas. So when I initially did my first couple of speeches, I loved it because uh, it was an outlet for me and it gave me a medium to really put what I was thinking at that particular moment in time uh, to a group of people that were willing to listen. So when that happened, I instantly fell in love with uh, public speaking and Toastmasters. Wow, awesome. Great that your father put you in that moment. So you you had this opportunity and you, you took the opportunity and you became the great speaker you are now. Thank you very much. 
Could you tell us briefly your journey as to become the world champion? How it started since when? Well, I started competing in 2005. Uh, that was something close to about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it took me 10 years to reach the top. Uh, and the journey has been long. It has been very arduous, filled with challenges. Mm -hmm. And for me, there were three key highlights that really anchored my journey. One of them was actually meeting people that encouraged me to compete. And this is very important. If you want to be a competitive public speaker, win the World Championship of Public Speaking, what's really important is the ecosystem that you have around you. You need to have the right people that will encourage you to really compete year on year, irrespective of the results. Number one, the first highlight of my journey is meeting people that encouraged me. The second highlight of my journey is actually when I went to an international convention for the first time in my life. It was in 2006, uh, Washington, D.C., and that was the first time I saw Toastmasters in action at a global level. I was, and I was instantly in love with Toastmasters. And the third highlight for me in my journey was how I have evolved as a speaker. I was, I think when I started speaking, I was very um, abrupt. I was very sharp. Uh, I was uh, very, uh, um, I would say, a very forceful speaker, emotional speaker. And throughout a period of 10 years, I have evolved my style to a more conversational style. Mm. Uh, I have a bigger amount of empathy to understand the audience better. And I can relate to a global audience now. So my third highlight is my own transformation. So from 2005 to 2014 has been a long journey. And those are the three highlights in my journey. Mm-hmm. It's like a, as we talk about Olympic Games at, at first, like a like a marathon, no, like a long journey, like a marathon. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, it's big marathon. It's a huge marathon. <laughs> yes, and it was in 2005 that you already set the goal to become the world champion, or since when you you set that goal very clearly. Well, goal? when I. When I started in 2005, uh, winning the world championship was very far away. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a dream that mm -hmm. I really didn't see a possibility. But I think it was in 2006 when I went to the international mm -hmm. convention and saw the world championship happening you know, live in front of me. Mm -hmm. I think that's when the seed really planted that somehow I was going to get onto the stage. You know, that was, that was when I fell in love with the world championship. Excellent. And as you recently mentioned your, your, how you develop your style, what were your, your initial influences? Who, if you can say some speaker that influenced you, especially early on your career? Well, I never really had a globally renowned speaker that I wanted to emulate or be like. But I had a lot of people in my life that I really admired as speakers and leaders. Um, for me, I think if you look at public speaking, there are two elements to it. One is what you say. 
and mm-hmm. the other is your personality so for me uh, what i did was i role modeled my personality around a lot of great leaders that i knew beginning with arunachalam balraj who is now the second vice president uh, who will be the world president in 2017 who's been a big mentor to me and i there were several individuals like that who had great personalities who were very uh, very charismatic and i really wanted to become like them because in public speaking the audience needs to fall in love with your personality before mm-hmm. they fall in love with what you say mm-hmm. you could you could have the best speech in the world but if you don't have mm-hmm. the personality and the charisma mm-hmm. to back yes. it up uh, then you can't really sell your message so i had a lot of great mentors a lot of people who influenced me not necessarily in the style of speaking but moreover what type of a personality i need to have on stage mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's absolutely right what you said how um, you had to evolve your your personality a speaker has to evolve their personality their charisma to be 100% because yeah. at the at the end of the day when your personality evolves your style will evolve automatically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you will click with the audience 100% <laughs> And now talking about your your winning speech I see something Yeah I'm thinking since when you had this this speech at least the first version and the first version was two years ago mm-hmm. it's on YouTube I did a 20 minute version of this speech for a TEDx talk Mhm and i have been working for 2 years to bring the 20 minutes down <laughs> to 7 minutes and 20 seconds so what you saw on the world championship stage was a speech that i have been working for over 2 years so you you transform a yeah a speech uh, a long format speech to a 7 minute format and well, yes without without losing the essence of it that's that was the challenge Yeah, it's a real uh, masterpiece of peace writing, I can say. Thank you very much. And what do you feel that what made you become a champion? What is the the main thing? I think I think it's the journey. If you look at Toastmasters International, there are over 75 world champions. Mm-hmm. And if I ask you Oscar, how many can you name? I don't think you could go beyond 5. more or less <laughs> yes uh, average toastmaster may be able to name three see you can become a champion with a seven minute speech and that could kill your career you might not have anything afterwards but the champions you remember are people who can deliver world championship speeches after winning the title that's the key so There are many champs out there who've managed to do a 7-minute speech and they've they've they never heard of again mm-hmm. because they can't reproduce it. The champions that you remember are the people that keep on speaking and keep on producing world championship speeches well after they've won the title. Now to do that what matters is the journey. So for me the 10 years that I had put in from my life allowed me to really learn and understand the science and art behind communication i spent a lot of time 
going even beyond Toastmasters to mm-hmm. understand how people communicate and how communication is perceived. Today, after winning the title, that is the knowledge that I draw on as an international speaker when I speak in conferences, corporates around the world. The biggest thing that happened to me was I didn't win this world championship overnight. If I had won it within a year of me Mm. joining Toastmasters, you would have never heard from me again. (laughs) The very fact that I had to put 10 years says that I've gone through a journey. And when people go through a journey, they have a story to tell. When they have a story to tell, this means there is always an audience to listen. So for me, the biggest element of being a champion is that I have gone through a journey and that's really what counts. Mm. Sure, I can I can imagine what you do in your okay, this, this was a the winning uh, speech was seven minutes as as we, we know. But yeah. I can imagine when you now are um coaching public speakers or are uh, doing your corporate training, yeah. All the stories that you might have, wow. <laughs> yes, from, exactly. Just from your journey, <laughs> your ten years of journey. <laughs> Yeah, then that is that is like the bank. That is your mm-hmm. bank that you that you draw on when you are asked to speak in uh, different parts of the world. So if you don't have that number of hours, if you don't have those stories to tell, you you know you really can't capitalize on the win, Oscar. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can share with us a short story about your in in your journey. I think one of the most, uh, one of the most, uh, probably I would say, trying experiences for me was when I first went to speak in the World Championship semifinal mm-hmm. in 2011. Las Vegas, Nevada was the first time. Mm-hmm. And I can still remember I had practiced my speech. I was very ready for it and I was behind the curtain. The contest chair called my name and my number and told my title and I stepped outside. And for the first time in my life, I was surrounded by thousand white people. (laughs) (laughs) And then I suddenly realized I've never spoken Uh to a foreign audience in my life. And I froze. Mm. And that's when I realized that practice doesn't make you perfect. <laughs> perfect practice makes you perfect. <laughs> you have to be all terrain. Absolutely. So I changed my practicing method. So what I did was thereafter, I went to the USA two weeks in advance. Mm. I practiced in clubs in America yeah. to get used to an American audience. And then I understood the right approach to practicing. So for me, one of the most memorable learnings was incidents was that, that if you want to win something, you have to figure out the right way to practice and the right approach to it. Yeah, that's an excellent lesson from, wow. Excellent lesson from a champion. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for that. Pleasure. And do you feel that there was a, uh, some speaking technique that you particularly master at the time you deliver this winning speech, I see something. Absolutely. And that is the conversational style of speaking. Mm -hmm. I think I wanted to bring public speaking back to speaking. 
Mm-hmm. For a long time, my this is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. There may be people that disagree with me. <laughs> Public speaking was becoming like acting, theatrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was becoming too monologue. There was no uh, two-way communication with the audience. And I wanted to change this. And I think I was one of uh, one of the few speakers after mm-hmm. a long time that was actually having a two-way communication with the audience while I was speaking getting the audience to interact with me and me interacting to the audience. So for me, the style I have mastered today is the conversational style of speaking. And that helped me along. Uh, that helped me a lot. Yeah, fantastic. And that's true. That's um, one of the things that made your speech really, really unique. Absolutely. And what will be your ultimate piece of advice on how to become a champion? My ultimate advice on how to become a champion is take your time. Today, we live in a world where instant gratification is the thing. Mm. People want to do things very fast. They want to win contests within days. And what we do a lot is concentrate on winning a trophy or a certificate. Uh, Oscar, I have close to, I think, about 150 trophies in my house. (laughs) And I can comfortably tell you, right now, I can't even locate where my world championship trophy is. (laughs) Don't lose it. (laughs) Because, Because I'll tell you why. Because for me, the world championship trophy is just a piece of plastic. That's it. There is no value in it. But the value is the acknowledgement of being a world champion. Mm-hmm. A world champion means it's not the trophy. Just because you have a trophy, it doesn't make you a world champion. A world champion is someone who does justice to the organization that he represents and to the discipline and craft that he represents. So if you want to be a real world champion, and represent Toastmasters and represent the art and science of public speaking. Mm -hmm. Stop focusing on the trophy and start studying the discipline. Start making public speaking your life and start to really commit to understanding the art and science of communication and public speaking and the ethos and the philosophy of Toastmasters. This is what will make you a world champion. And you can't do that overnight. Mm. It takes time. And that is what makes a real champion, Oscar. Yes, sure. No, no overnight, not thinking on overnight success, but in a a real journey like like yours. It it has to be a journey. And now that your goal of being a champion was accomplished, what most you bet you now the most? What's your motivation now? Well, my motivation right now is to use this as a stepping stone to become somebody who can speak as much as I can in different countries around the world, spreading the philosophy that we all have something special within us. There is a process that you need to undertake to uncover that philosophy, uncover that talent in you, and my aim is to help people discover that special something in them yeah excellent and well so nice that we we have you here in the world 
bringing all this message. So I hope I have the opportunity to meet you one going one of your keynotes or, or trainings one day. Danajia, now could you share with us your favorite quotation? Favorite quotation. Mm. All right. Now this is a tricky one because I got, I actually have, uh, I think I have several favorite quotations, but I think my favorite quotation is this. Bleed in practice so that you don't die in battle. Mm-hmm. And who is the author? Or uh, well, it's a, I think it's a it's a very ancient saying that mm-hmm. goes back to uh, the samurai times. There is no specific author, but what it says mm-hmm. is, put the pain, uh, put the effort into preparation, so that when the time comes, you will shine and not you know mm. not mess it up. <laughs> oh. That's a really good one. It also says a lot about the yeah, preparation, how to be a champion and and be ready for, for big things. Exactly. Now, could you recommend us one book that has inspired you and you think is a good read yeah. for us? Well, I think one of the books that has inspired me uh, a lot is uh, Polo Kohilo's book, uh, The Alchemist. It's an amazing book. I think it's a very fascinating book. Uh, it I think it triggered a lot of thought, a lot of emotion in me, and it's an excellent read for you uh, if you're if you're into that sort of uh, books. Mm-hmm. Now, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us to do it daily or weekly as a routine to shine? Right. I would really recommend people speaking to kids. I love speaking to kids. Whenever I design a keynote, whenever I design a winning speech, the first people to hear it are school children. So what I do is I go to a school, I go to a forum where there are a lot of kids, and I actually do it in front of them first. Believe me, if the kids will love it, the adults will love it too. (laughs) Okay, so that's your your first set, um, rehearsal audience. So what is the, um, what is the idea behind that? The idea behind that is that we all have an inner child. Mm-hmm. No matter how old you are, <laughs> we all have an inner child. So great speakers always talk to the inner child in you, not to the adult. So my first step that I always do is I go and speak to children because when they laugh, when they cry, when they are emotional, those are the real emotions that can be mapped onto a speech. And it allows me to get an understanding how the inner child of adults will react to my speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody has that, that, uh, that child part. And... Excellent. And they, do they last at all? Uh, a lot, the children? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends. When they don't laugh, I know that the adults won't laugh either. Okay. But when they laugh, I know that this is a great place to use humor. Mm-hmm. And you use uh, the the winning speech. I see something has a, a good ingredient of humor. But do you, do you use it um, very often, humor, sometimes? I I use, of course, a good speaker should always be able to use humor. Humor is something that is really important in speaking, and I use it quite often, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Great. I guess you also have been a um, champion in humorous speech contest. Uh, well, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I only, I was, for all these 10 years, I only focused on winning the international uh-huh. speech contest. So I actually never took part in any of the other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's excellent that you, you bring um, like inspirational um, topics with, with the humor. That's an excellent Thank combination. You. And it's not easy at all. I know very it's well. It's not easy. <laughs> not. <laughs> so you're a master on that. Thank you very much. Danajia has been really inspiring talking with you knowing a lot about your your journey and your techniques how you became a champion and to know what you are doing now still bringing a great message inspiring people could you finally tell us how we can learn more about you or follow you what are the best ways to know about you well well if you go to my website www.icsomethinginyou.com Uh, that's my website and you can stay connected with me through my website. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have an official page that's on Facebook under my name. And you can reach out to me through email at info at com. That's how you can stay in touch with me. Oh, thanks a lot. Really? Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you, Danji, and Thank all the best. Much, Oscar. I had an amazing time with you. And um, hopefully we'll meet each other soon. I'm sure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website, www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.